Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, every one of you. I'm Pastor Kathy Groff. I'm going to offer you the message this morning. But first of all, we're going to surround worship with prayer. Uh, Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for being present with us. We thank you for bringing us into this place this morning to worship you. May this worship open our eyes and our ears and our understanding of who you are and what you expect of us. Thank you for all the blessings you have showered upon us this week and will shower upon us next week. We pray for all those who are suffering this morning, all those who are going through powerful storms that are raging across oceans into land. We ask that you be with those who are troubled in spirit, that they may uh, find Jesus and know Jesus and find the peace that they seek. We thank you for all the things that you give us, and we praise your name, and we uh, ask that you continue to grow us in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand as you're able and help us to sing these first few songs as we get started. Grace is great. 
but heart made of stone. Spirit, you moved in me. And at your touch, my sleeping spirit was awakened. On my dark and hard, the light of Christ has shone. Called into a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The heaven citizen by grace and grace alone. Give life, you are love. 
All the time. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, church. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm the pastor here. It's always a blessing to have you and uh, have you in this particular service and worship our Lord Jesus Christ. I do have a couple announcements to share quickly because we have a lot of things going on in our church, isn't it? Yeah, the Holy Spirit is at work. Uh, first and foremost, I want to also welcome those who are watching online. Uh, we are so grateful, and it's a blessing to be here. Uh, folks uh, who are not able to um, to follow the service in uh, to hear the English or understand English, we are only sango. Thank God, we have uh, our sister, our daughter. She's going to translate now from uh, English to sango. So where you uh, allow me to say that in French again? Uh, the the parents qui n'ont pas qui ont des difficultés de comprendre anglais. Nous avons aujourd'hui maintenant une autre sœur euh, qui va commencer à, à, à interpréter de l'anglais à Sango. Uh, the same with French. We do have also French. If you want to understand French, you wear your mic, and we have a French speaking up there. And Swahili, today we have, an, um, we have Swahili, but I think it seems like she was, she's not here with us this morning. We do care for every soul here. Amen. Yeah, even if there's only one, we provide them the service. Amen? Amen? Yeah, the Bible says when you care for one, and we're going to be blessed. If you always think about thousand, that's why I always encouraging people to say thank you, Jesus, even for the little job you have. Even if you don't like it, say thank you, Jesus. Because until you say thank you, and God will give you what you want. Amen? All right, that's the number one. Number two, friend, I want to share with you that today... If you have been coming to our church, or today is your first time to be here, I want to give you a good news. You don't have to go. Uh, you meet, we call it meet the pastor. You're going to meet me and Pastor Nancy. We have food. Hallelujah. We have African food and American food. Um, so that's the place where we're going to ask you questions. And, uh, and if I'm able to answer all the questions, I'll be able to answer the question. If I don't, and I will send it to God. Hallelujah. So today, please, uh, after, after the service, you don't have to go. You come and see me. We're going to sit in the East Parlor. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. I, uh, we want to, uh, I want to invite people up here before I, uh, we go to the, the website. I do the PowerPoint. Hold on first the PowerPoint. I'm going to invite Crispin Muna to come up here. I'm, I, I did not tell p other people to, to come up here, but I'm going to surprise them. Hallelujah. I don't, don't be, uh, don't freeze. Oh, Pastor Why? So, Paola, come up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Laura, come up here. Oh, God, Jesus. Where is Sophie Faida? She's not here yet. Okay. Um, oh, my sister, Jessica, she's busy up there. But if you see Jacob, you see Jessica. So, don't worry about that. And, so, and uh, who else? Who am I missing here? Um, 
Bryce. Bryce is not here too. Okay. Uh, and Paola, if you see Paula, you see Larry. So that's a good thing. Um, so I, we, folks, I, I want to I want to make sure I want the, these folks here. They've done a wonderful job. Amen. amen. Say first, amen, before you hear the good news. <laughs> you know, Crispin Mona came up with a vision to help brothers and sisters in Christ in Uganda. She came with a, he came up with this vision to uh, have a concert, hope, um, giving hope to people. So today we are going we are going to share with you the good news. How much we raise. Amen. 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 You know, I'm going to give Crispin to say how much. Uh, to me, I know the first figure was about 3000 something. But uh, as far as I talked to the finance secretary, he said now it's more than 3900 Oh, hi. So can you imagine the church raised more than 3900 $3,900,000. Amen? I'm going to give Crispin this moment to have a... Uh, um, that's the word uh, to the congregation. Good morning, church. Good morning. God is good. All the time. Oh, I'm so grateful to stand uh, in front of you this morning and uh, with these amazing ladies on my side. And this is the team that uh, we work together with. I shared what was in my mind and uh, they said yes and uh, they helped me to organize the concert. It was overwhelmed to me, and I could not handle the pressure by myself. But I'm grateful. Their presence changed everything. Like, all my depression was decreasing because they took the, they took the charge of almost everything. And I thank God for everything that they did. I will be honest with you. The invitations and the flyers that we printed, I distributed few flyers and invitations than them. They went to churches that I never, I, I, I was not even able to, to know. Like, they just said, we are the Baptist church, we have gone to this and this. And I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Myself, I was thinking about my, Mount Hope, but they took it beyond Mount Hope. And today, I want to say thank you to, to church for all the donations that you have given. We have reached 4,000 US dollars to this vision. It was small. The way I had it in my heart, it was a small vision, but the way the church have taken it, it's beyond my understanding. I never thought about this big amount of money. I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you have done. And I promise we will always giving you the update until the people receive those mattresses. We will have pictures and videos. The money is still here. We are not yet sending the money. But I hope this week we are doing all that we can to send the money to the church that is in Uganda. And then when they receive the money, that's when they will start registering people. And when the day comes to give the, to, uh, to give the people the mattresses, we will have someone to take video and uh, to take some pictures. And I will share those pictures with you. And I will have another special time to thank my team again because, oh my goodness, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. But thank you so much for everything. 
Brother Crispin, how many mattresses? How many mattresses is that? $4,000. How many mattresses? Seventy-five mattresses. So that would make fifty-three. Fifty-three mattresses. Fifty-three. Good. Wow. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. God bless the church. Amen. That's what happened when we come in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a song in the name of Jesus. We can move mountains. I love that. That's one when we come in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus is the only name that will bring us together. Amen? All right. Brooks, I want to share quickly this uh, because we have a... Um, uh, number one, uh, I want to thank God for the people who got baptized and renewed their baptism. Um, I have a picture there um, where people got baptized. And uh, we had six people who got baptized and two renewed their baptism. But uh, we have a good news here, folks. Uh, we had two people who drove from Grand Rapids to Michigan, Lansing, to God baptize in this church. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. What a Sometimes we think that like we don't reach people in the community. We go beyond the community. We go still. Those are cities now. Amen. Yeah. Oh God, praise the Lord. It was a blessing. The family, they drove all the way to Grand Rapids. Oh, we are going to Lansing United Methodist Church to be baptized there. Oh God. And finally they were here and they got baptized. Amen. And then uh, I want to share thing with you very quickly because since I came back from Africa, I haven't shared with you. Uh, for some of you, you know that my wife and I, we went to Africa and people have been waiting to share some pictures. So I come up with these pictures to share with you. And then with the permission of the pastor, the pastor said, Pastor Rick, you have to share your pictures before today, before I preach. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Anyway, go back. Um, the first picture there, that's when we missed the flight. You can see my wife doing it. We are done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You see the luggages. We missed the flight at the airport. And then after a couple of days, we are ready to go. And then we move on. They are sleeping. We are going to Africa, and then we got to Africa to uh, Lubumbashi, and my cousin, that's my cousin, his name also is Molanda, um, the, he does have those soldiers, and the, one of them came and picked us up from the airport with him. And that's, uh, by the way, that's, that's one of the soldiers was driving us in the city, uh, in the, his car. And then back to the old ways, my wife was doing, you know, <laughs> no, we don't have the, you know, I said, I use your hand, and she did it. <laughs> back when... 
And then uh, we arrived in the, the town where we live, where we stay in Coloisida. My sister who came and picked us up, and my two boys. And um, the first day we arrived, we were wearing go green, go white. And we went to see Corinne's parents, and uh, they were actually they were at the farm. They were busy working, and they came back, and that's Corinne's mom and Corinne's dad. And then after a couple of days, and we, I had to go to my dad's tomb, and we went to my dad's tomb there together with my siblings and my friends, and my wife as well, always, right? And then go on that. So, so we had a good time. That's uh, Corinne's elder brother. They are four in their families. That is the second born, and with his wife. That's the first born, Corinne's elder sister, first born, and the last born, he, uh, uh, he, the last born is a boy too. He's working in a mining company in Congo. Uh, anyway, both of them, all of them, they're working in the mining company, the same company anyway. And that's my elder brother too. I have an elder brother, and I have a uh, younger sister, and my younger brother and a younger sister there. And that's my younger sister who comes after me. And that's another younger sister, Charlotte, and the three of them. The last born is the one wearing in black. It's our last born. And then go on. And that's Corinne and the boys at the lake. And then those are our Blessed and Josiah cousins. Yep. Um... And uh, those are Blessed and Josiah's cousins, too. Uh, you heard me talking about a friend, the best friend we grew up together. We used to drink together. We used to do things, bad things together. That's my best friend. I'm telling you, that man, you talk about me, you have to talk about me good things. If you messed up with me, you talk, oh, God, you're going to mess you up. That's my best friend. Amen. Yes, that's my best friend. We grew up together. We used to hang out together. We used to drink together. But the Lord Jesus Christ called me first and said, leave everything that you used to do. And it took years for my friend. This man does not drink anymore. The only, the only thing he put in his stomach is water. I was so shocked at this man. He was, he had, he was drinking water everywhere. That's my best friend. We went to the lake together. That's my, uh, my, my parent-in-law, Corinne's mom and Corinne's dad. I love them so much. Um, and we went, to, uh, we, went to, we went to eat at the restaurant. That's my mother, Corinne's mom and Corinne's dad. Oh, God, Jesus, we have steak too. And so, uh, hallelujah. We have every food in Africa, every food. The only thing in America, whenever you want to order African food, we don't, you, America do not have Af African food. But in Africa, we have African food. And if you want to order steak or whatever you want to order, American food, they're going to give to you. That's the uniqueness of being in Africa. African food. We enjoy, I'm telling you, we were just eating and sleeping, eating and sleeping, eating and sleeping. Oh God, it was good. And then we went to a shop, uh, buy stuff for our boys. And then uh, we do have a friend who worked at the government's office. Um, we grew up together. That's my friend. We went to the government office to visit him. Actually, it was one day before even we came back. 
Another picture. By the way, I don't ride bi motorbikes. Don't ever ask me and say, Pastor Eric, I have a motorbike. Jacob, do you, are you hearing me? Don't ever. I don't do that. It was just a picture. Uh, yes, uh, my friend. And then that's my sister going to work. I mean, uh, she speaks English anyway. That, and that's blessed and, and Josiah. Oh, they were fun. No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. <laughs> They were moving around. I love that. No Wi-Fi. Look at that. Look at the other one. I love the other one. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Look at blessed on his month. Uh, dirt. No Wi-Fi. The only Wi-Fi is on the dirt. They have to play the mud. And my boys playing. And uh, that's an, uh, that's uh, actually the, it, this picture was taken at uh, Corinne's place. Um, all right. And then Corinne and I, we also took an opportunity to, uh, to visit an orphanage. There were more than 500 orphans, and we had to buy some clothes and shoes to give to the orphans. That's when Corinne is uh, distributing, uh, we're almost at winter time. And then I had to buy some flash drivers in America. That's the school where I went. I went to a Christian school. Corinne also went to a Christian school. So I had to go and give them the, some of the flash drive I bought here. And it was a good time. We also spent time in the mountain. Not only enjoying, we also seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. So we went on the mountain. Those people up there, sometimes they sleep on the mountain. They don't care. They don't care about rain. They just want Jesus. So we went on the mountain and prayed in the morning up to 11, uh, 11 o'clock and we came back and we went and I say that before, for the first time, my wife and I, we spent time on the mountain. We have never done that before in our dating. We have never done that. But was, what was, that was a wonderful thing to do. That an opportunity to preach in my church. That the church where I grew up, they gave me an opportunity to preach. I delivered the word of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Nothing has, only Jesus can connect us. So I, I gave them Jesus because you folks, you gave me Jesus. And I gave them Jesus. Uh, we have choir, we have men choir, and we have uh, male choir and uh, chancel choir. And uh, we have also orchestra, is like band choir, but I was not able to take a picture. You see the picture of those, no, no, the other one. If you sing, the, if you have a big voice, then you are in that. If you sing the song like, Amazing grace. Then you're welcome in that, in that choir. If you say, Amen. No, 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 no. It's just a big voices. Then you will sing in that choir. And then we have chancel choir. Then you need the, oh, then you can go in that choir. So it was good. It was good. Anyway, um, sometimes life is hard in Africa. People work so hard to leave. So don't ever take this life in America for granted. Amen. Yeah, we saw it. We cried. But sometimes I look around here, folks, you think like, oh, God, you are struggling. You are not, you are not struggling. <laughs> People are really struggling. Amen? Thank God each and every day. Put your knees down and say, Lord, I thank you for what I have and for what you have done. Amen? But above all, all in all, the last picture, we enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. This part of the missing of the flight and uh, going through all this, or what we went through, my wife and I, we had a good time in Africa. Thank God. That, that's, the, that's all I want to share with you for our trip in Africa. Thank you.
Um, we are going to take, I'm going to invite, uh, we are going to have a special prayer today for our brother Ro, uh, Rodrigue. Rodrigue, come up here. And Pastor, I'm going to invite Pastor, um, Pastor Katy Groff to come here. Rodrigue, you can kneel. Please come up here. You can kneel down, please. Our brother Rodrick, it's a, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing. He needs prayer. I'm inviting you to lift up your hands. We're praying for him. You know, um, he was so shocked. I want to share a little bit of stories. Um, one month ago, two months ago, he went to see a doctor, and then uh, they, they, they messed up things, and they were, he was told that he has got a cancer in his intestine. And then we have been praying and praying, and then we went back to the doctor. The doctor said, oh, I messed up. It's not cancer. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. It is not cancer anymore. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The doctor said it's not a cancer. It's just worms, and that's all. You need to take those meds. Oh, God, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We serve a living God. Amen. Amen. We believe in the power of prayer. God is our life. Okay, let us pray. Oh, precious God, Heavenly Father, holy and living God. We come before your throne of grace, Seigneur Père, te dire merci parce que tu es un Dieu vivant. Seigneur, je dis merci parce que tu sais, merci pour tout ce que tu as fait dans la vie de Rodrigue. Merci parce que tu t'es révélé, Seigneur, puissamment dans le nom puissant de Jésus-Christ. Seigneur, nous remettons ton serviteur dans tes mains. Nous demandons que le ciel s'ouvre pour la gloire de ton existence au nom puissant de Jésus-Christ. Lord, open the floodgate of heavens and bless your servant in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, Joshua, Mashiach, for what you have done in his life. We thank you, Jesus. We bless you because you have done it. As he leaves this place, oh God, I pray for more blessings and favor. Use him, Lord, to share your testimony for the glory of your name in this world. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray together and we said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, take up. Stop. 
to some powerful stories of God's love and God's healing and God's mercy this morning already. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about stories. Did you know that if people did not share their stories of God, we would not have these holy scriptures? If people had kept the stories to themselves, we would not learn what God is all about and what God has done in human history. So I'm going to share some stories with you this morning. We'll start with two stories from Scripture itself, and then I'll tell you a personal story, and we'll see what stories can do for us and what we need to do about stories. First story is about Moses. And Moses is one of the most fascinating people of the Bible. He uh, has been, had a hand in doing something very powerful for God. You need to remember that the Israelites were in Egypt for 400 years. They had eventually become slaves uh, to the Egyptian people and were oppressed. And so they cried out to God. And God heard those cries and came to Moses and said, You will lead my people out of Egypt into the promised land. Um, then there came a time in the story. Moses did that. Pharaoh let the people go. They wandered in the wilderness. They did wrong stuff. They did good stuff. But they wandered in the wilderness. And God said, No, you're going to wander a little while longer um, till you're ready to go into the promised land. So Moses comes to the mountain. He goes up on the mountain. He talks to God. He literally talks to God. And then um, 
He comes down from the mountain. He sees the people have made a golden calf. They've done a wrongdoing again. So he says, I don't know if I can do this to lead these stubborn people out of Egypt. And so he says, he doubts, and he says of God, asks of God something to prove that this is what he needs to be done. And here's the story that we hear. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know when, whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. He said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go, do not carry us up from, Moses, from here. In other words, Moses says, wait a minute. If you don't go, I can't do this. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor with me in my sight, and I know you by name. And Moses said, Listen to what Moses asked for. He says, show me your glory, I pray. And he said, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, See, there is a place by me where you shall stand in the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So God gave Moses a little bit of what he wanted. Moses was able to see the back of God, not the front, because if he'd have seen the um, front of God, he would have died. It would have been too much for him to take in. So Moses had a curiosity about God. 
He may not have been totally convinced that things would turn out the way that God had planned or wanted. He had witnessed the rebelliousness of the stiff-necked people, the Israelites, and he wonders how he could convince these people to follow him. Well, God gave him a way to assure him. He needed assurance is what he needed. To assure him that, yes, this is what you need to do. Go ahead and do it. I will show you my glory, part of my glory, so that you may be energized and ready to take the journey. And Moses does that. He leads the people to the promised land, and he does it successfully. But he has God with him, and he knows he has God with him. And the second story I want to share is the story of Peter in the New Testament. It takes place during the crucifixion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, Peter had been milling about in the crowd after Jesus was arrested. And we hear the story of Peter wandering around and people saying, I know you, you were one of those men that was with this Jesus. And somebody else says, I know you, you were with him. And somebody else says, yes, you were one of them. And Peter three times denies that he knew Jesus. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Now think about Peter and what must have happened to him. Here's the story. Peter had gone back to fishing, by the way. He didn't know what else to do. Jesus was gone. He maybe was very disappointed, very discouraged. You know, what, what happened to the cause that he wanted, uh, that he felt so strongly about? It was gone. So here's the story. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him yet a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now Peter had been hurting. He didn't know what to expect anymore. His life had been literally shattered because he had followed Jesus for at least two or three years. And he was told that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was the one that the world was expecting. But it couldn't be because Jesus died. And Jesus had told him that he would never die. But he died. So Peter is very discouraged. What Peter needs is encouragement. What Peter needs is somebody to say, it's going to be all right. Peter needs healing. He needs healing from a severe, severe disappointment. And God gives it to him. God tells him three times that he, Peter says three times that he loves Jesus in answer to Jesus' question. So, three times, 
Three times. Three times Peter denied Jesus. Three times Peter acknowledged Jesus. Three and three. Three discouragement. Three healing. Peter found his healing. What do we learn from these two stories of Moses and Peter? Well, we learn that God cares for the people he asks to be disciples. God doesn't say, you, be my disciple. You, be my disciple. You, be my disciple. And then turn around and leave you to your own saying, what? How can I do this? God stays with the people that he calls. He doesn't turn around and walk away. He equips the people and he gives them the ability to do what God has asked of them. He stays with them. God reassured Moses when Moses needed it the most. God healed Peter when Peter needed it the most. Peter, Moses was able to lead the people to the promised land. Peter was able to lead the church to its task of making disciples. Now our faith at times is shaken. We come to those times when we are challenged about our faith. We come to those times when we doubt our faith. We come to those times when we are discouraged about our faith. We come to our times when we have the greatest doubt we've ever had and said, is it really true? Does this really mean something? Is this for me? Should I continue to follow Jesus? We come to those times of doubt and discouragement. During those times, God does not desert us. Even when we say, God, I don't want to have any more of this. I don't want to do this anymore. God does not desert us. God stays right with us and prods us and pulls us and pushes us back into faith. That's what God does. That's what God is good at doing. He doesn't leave us utterly alone, even though sometimes it seems like it. God stays right with us. Even when we feel abandoned, God is still there listening for our cries for help. And when we don't cry, guess what? God doesn't turn around and say, okay, I've lost this one. God stays with us and continues to push and prod us to cry out, continues to challenge us to be faithful, continue to challenge us to follow Jesus in all the ways that we can. When I was younger, before I went into ordained ministry, I walked my young child to school one day, and as I got to the playground, all the kids were playing, and they were having a good time, and then I witnessed a couple of bullies on the playground. They walked over to a much younger child, they grabbed his backpack, and they threw it as far as they could. Now, the horrified little boy, after he got over the shock of what happened, immediately got up, ran to his backpack, opened it, and pulled out a broken snowball. You know what snowballs are? They're there's little glass things that you shake them and the snow falls down for a while, and you shake them again and the snow falls down. And I heard him say very plainly, my grandma gave that to me. And he started sobbing and crying inconsolably. He started wailing and moaning because his favorite thing 
had been broken by the bullies. Well, teacher came over and took him inside. But on my way home, after I left my daughter, made sure she was safe, there were no bullies around her, I walked home, and during that walk home, this anger rose up within me. It was so angry that I wanted to hit out, I wanted to strike out, I wanted to do something to get rid of that anger. But I was able to calm it down. I walked in my house, and I went to my meditation place, got my stuff ready, and as soon as I sat down, I felt that anger rise up again, and it came up even stronger. And again, I wanted to lash out. I wanted to holler. I wanted to scream. I wanted to do whatever I could to get rid of that anger, but I couldn't. So I imaged Jesus sitting in a chair, And as he sat there, I imaged myself crawling up into his lap. And I put my head against his chest and listened to his heartbeat. And then that anger came back again. And it came back so strong that I just started beating and beating and beating on Jesus' chest until the blood came out and it poured over me and it wrapped me in a warm cocoon. And I felt safe. And I felt healed. And then the rains came and washed all that away, and I noticed that Jesus was healed and I was healed. My childhood wounds no longer had power, no longer had any effect on me. After that, I was called into ordained ministry, and I was equipped with what I needed to become a pastor and to lead God's people, into their promised lands. It was an experience. It's a story that I have trouble telling sometimes. It's not a a pleasant story, parts of it. But it is a powerful story. It is a story of healing. And you know what? We all have those stories. We all have stories of God. We all have experiences of God. You've come to this church for a reason. There's something that called you here. There's something that pulled you here. And my guess is there are experiences of God that you've had that you want more of, that you need more of. But you know what? We need to tell those stories. If we don't tell those stories, what happens in this world? The news tells the story, and what story do they tell us? They tell us that this is a lousy world, that it's a crazy world, that it's a mixed-up world, that it's a broken world, that it's a world not fit for anybody, that we have all these terrible things happening. But you know what? God has not deserted it. God is still in this world and will always be in this world. God is here moving us, moving us to understand and know something better than what we hear on our televisions and in our newspapers and in the movies and everything that we pay attention to. God does not give up. God has a plan, and that plan is to get every knee to bow and every tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we need to be the voices that do that. We need to walk out of this church and 
talk about Jesus, talk about God, tell our experiences, share those experiences with others, because if we don't do it, who is going to do it? How is the world going to know that we have this incredible God who changes the world, this incredible God who heals, this incredible God that gives us understanding and insight into ourselves and our relationships with one another? How are people going to know about Jesus? How are people going to know that God gave the greatest gift in the world to save you and me and all others? How will they know unless our voices speak it, unless our actions tell it? How will they know? This is not a time of despair. It's not a time of discouragement. It's not a time for silence and withdrawal. This is a time to be active, to activate our voices, to activate our actions so that people will see Jesus in us. If they don't see Jesus in us, how are they going to know that Jesus is alive and well and continuing to move us forward? This is a time of hope a time of challenge. This is a time of good news. This is Jesus' time to rise through our voices and through our actions. This is a time to usher in God's kingdom with certainty, with joy, with promise, with hope, with all the things that are good in this life. This is a very good world, and I'm here to tell you that it's very good because God created it, and God gave us what we needed to make it a good world. And it will be a good world again. We just need to tell people our stories. Tell them about what Jesus has done for us. You heard one this morning. You saw one this morning. We prayed for the young man this morning. That's a powerful story. That's a story that people need to hear and need to know. People need to know that God is busy with us and continues to be busy with us. God is listening to our cries. God is listening to our despair. God is listening to the crazy stuff that happens in the world that we tend to pay attention to. But God is doing more than listening. God is responding to us. God is telling us a whole different story about this world and will continue to tell the story. So what do we need to do? We need to go out of this building today, walk out that door, and begin to tell the stories and share Jesus with others. I told the first congregation, when you walk out that door this morning, the first thing you should say is, Jesus, I love you. You know that I love you. And then go and do something with that. Go Wherever you go, meet whoever you meet, but meet them with Jesus. Carry Jesus to this world. Carry the stories. Share these stories here. But more important, share your story. What has God done for you? What has Jesus done for you? Where have you been led and where do you know you are going? The world needs it now more than it ever has needed it, I think. But it's still a good world because it's still God's world. And he will care for it. He will care for us. But he asks us to be a part in it and of it.
a part of Jesus goes with us when we leave this place. Holy God, wow, you have given us so much. A lot of times we ignore what you have given us. But continue to show us. Continue to love us and walk with us and help us to share your message of hope and salvation. Help us to be Jesus for you in this world because it's so sorely needed. We thank you, God, you are patient with us. We thank you that you continue to teach us. We thank you for your presence with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Um, now we have time to share our offerings. Uh, I don't, you put the ways on the board there, however you want to share.
Jacob, please uh, encourage me to join you for this type of worship. This month, don't leave me alone. Amen. You got it. I, I need to sing with Jacob. Amen. 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 We need to go out and speak about Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Christians, we need to do the brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, today I'm wearing, you know, the reason why I'm wearing this because I'm so, I mean, we, we are Christians. I'm learning Sango already. This is Sango. I'm listening to Sango. Amen. Yeah, you, we, need to, you, we need to have that desire to know more. Amen. One of these days you will see me standing up speaking in Sango. You don't be shocked. I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh, friend, I'm going to invite my sister Laura to come up quickly. Uh, she's going to share an announcement. And before, I have also an announcement to share. This is a story of our church. Our church has been walking to help feed the hungry throughout locally and globally and internationally. So this is one of the stories we have as a community in this church. So October 9th, we will be walking um, to help uh, feed the hungry. The, uh, Mark Johnson, some of you know, he is our team leader. He has set up a webpage through Quap Hunger Walk 2022. That's the name of the web website. On that page, we have people signed up to walk and also to rock. So we have an, a couple of people, Ron Lott, that will be walk. <laughs> I'll get this right. Will be uh, rocking um, to help raise money for um, for hunger. And then we have. I created a page for myself, and then I created a page for our youth because we are going to have the youth walk as well. So October 9th, the youth will stay at church. We'll have pizza and then go to Grace United Methodist Church and walk with the community of Lansing to help raise money to feed the hungry. Um, if you're interested in donating, I can help you find the website, or if you want to write a check, you can do that as well. Uh, if you want to walk... Um, and raise money for this, I can help you with that as well. Um, but when we give, when we receive donations, we're going to create these little feet and put them around the church so that you can see the steps we're taking to help feed the hungry locally and internationally and nationally. So this is a great time to create our own stories to help um, others to see the good that God has um, for us to share with one another. So October 9th, Youth, um, make sure that you wear clothing appropriate for the weather. We don't know if it's going to rain, snow, or sun. Um, and wear good shoes to walk in because it is a couple of miles. Um, like I said, we'll have pizza, so you'll be fed, and there's water along the way. If little children want to come, I'm encouraging the parent to come with them. I will not be responsible for the little children because they may not make it, and I only have two arms, so I can't carry too many kids. And I would love to have the opportunity to get to know the parents and walk and get to know the kids as well. So we'll see everyone on the 9th. We'll announce this again next week. We'll have things in the bulletin and in the update so that you'll understand more of what's going on. What's the first thing you're going to say when you leave this building? Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you know I love you. Okay? Say that and then go and do Jesus for others. And may you be blessed. And may God's grace and God's patience and God's kindness 
follow you in all that you do this week. God be with you. Jesus be there too. Amen. Go in peace.